episode 149 of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. My name is Samantha Blackman, and I'm an associate professor here at Purdue University in wonderful West Lafayette, Indiana, where I talk about, read about, dream about, amongst other things, video games, video games, video games. And I am joined tonight by two of our Nachiramas Gamer regulars, Alicia Carabinas and Lee Hibbert. How are you guys doing? Meh. Eh, you know. Meh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good enough. Well, the meh cast. The meh cast. At least for now, anyway. Alicia, who are you? Um, I am Alicia Carabinas. Big surprise. Mm-hmm. I'm a second year PhD student at Purdue University, where I live under Sam's thumb. Damn. Um, <laughs> and I study uh, video games, shock and all, and also first year composition. Cool. And Lee, who are you, darling? Who am I? Uh, I am also uh, in Purdue PhD in Retcomp. I'm a first year, finishing up my first year, almost there. And uh, I also study games and fandom, and I tend to write angry things about trans issues. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go for that. Hell yeah. Well, we will start with our usual what you're playing, what you're reading, what you're drinking, and then get into talking about some things this week. So uh, we'll start with you, Alicia. What you playing, darling? Oh, man. <laughs> well, so what had happened was <laughs> I uh, I stopped playing Hearthstone. Um. And there's a new expansion out. And I kept looking at the cards thinking, these cards are stupid. I didn't really like the last expansion, which was like last week, it feels like. Um, it killed some of my favorite decks. It it broke some other things. I just wasn't into it. And then this one just looked like it was more, but worse. So I was like, this is dumb. And I'm like logging in saying, this is dumb. Getting my free pack saying, this is dumb. And then suddenly I found myself playing the game again. <laughs> All while saying this is dumb. <laughs> so what have I been playing? Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. I'm so ashamed. <laughs> you should be. I am. I'm sorry. Oh, how dare you? I'll try to do better. <laughs> Get good. Why don't you? Get good. Oh, God. <laughs> good. <laughs> Whatever. Right, what, what about you, Lee? What you been playing? Uh, I've been playing a, a whole bunch of Mass Effect Andromeda, pretty much in perpetuity. <laughs> I made it through the main game pretty much entirely. Missed a couple of side missions with my Scott Rider. Probably going to go back and get those eventually. But I decided to restart with a Sarah Rider, partially because the romance options for Scott, if you want to play a gay Scott, are terrible. There are two options and they both suck. And I also wanted to go back because uh, they recently released that patch to fix the entire trans issue 
that I have been angry about for the last couple of weeks. So Did you get to that yet? Not yet. No, and it's only because I'm out of town this weekend that I haven't had the chance right. to get to that yet. So stay tuned. Hopefully things will be good. Hopefully. <laughs> I'm, you know, not holding my breath, but I'm not going to, you know, condemn them right off the bat. Cool. So I guess it's my turn. Um, <laughs> well, see what had happened was <laughs> uh, since I uh, got a switch, I restarted Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Worth it. Worth it. Absolutely <laughs> worth it. And I have been playing that damn game nonstop. It's like, what am I going to play today? It's like, oh, I'm going to play a little bit of Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And I sit down like when I put my kid to bed at like, you know, after she's in bed, like 8, 830. I'm sitting down. I'm like, I'm going to play a little Legend of Zelda. And then I look up and it's like three o'clock in the morning and I'm still playing Zelda. Um, So I have to like really watch when I say I'm going to sit down and play because I completely and totally lose track of time. Like last night. I sat down and I was like, oh, I'm just going to go ahead and scan in a couple of these Amiibo and uh, maybe, you know, clear one clear, clear one shrine and that's going to be it for the night. And I'm going to, you know, go do some work or whatever. And uh, what happened was, see what happened was, um, I was scanning in a... Uh, <laughs> NFC tag and it was the one to get um like the fancy glowy eyed deity armor and uh sword and so and it doesn't drop the day de- the pieces of the deity armor every time so you have to like spam it if you scan it you don't get what you want anyway so um it doesn't drop the deity armor every time uh so you have to like Spam it. You have to, you know, scan it. If that doesn't work, you go ahead and you uh, load your load a time before you scanned it and then try it again. So over and over and over and over again. It took me an hour and a half <laughs> to get um, the hood, the pants and the tunic. And I never did get the sword. But after an hour and a half, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to have to wait. Right. And then you could only, since you could only scan it once a day, you have to scan, save, and then forward your system time by one day <laughs> in order wow. to, in order to save. So I was scanning in a couple of other amiibo at the same time so that I could drop a bunch of fish and stuff. So, yeah. Um, like I said, I've been playing a whole metric shit ton of, uh, Legend of Zelda. I also played, um, a couple of, uh, smaller indie titles on the Xbox. Um, one was Blackwood Crossing, which is a point and click adventure game, um, about a brother and sister that is billed as being a story of love and love and loss. Um, because they're like, they seem to be fairly... Um, they're not fairly because he doesn't remember. They're orphans. I was going to say they seem to be fairly newly orphaned, but they're not. But he's just coming to uh, be of an age where he is trying to learn to process it. Um, so he looks like he's probably about seven or eight. And she's, you know, tween age, young teen, so maybe 12 or 13. Um, and they are riding on a train and it turns into this 
kind of uh, fantasy adventure. Um, it's a, it's supposed to be a fairly short game. People are, are reporting in that it's like three or four hours long. Um, I don't know because um, I if I run into a game that has a, the camera's not shaky. Let me start by saying that. But there's something about the steadiness of the camera um, with the when you turn that just makes me super motion sick. Um, so I can only play for like 20 minutes for half an hour at a time because you have to do a lot of looking around because it's a point and click adventure game. So you got to find shit to click on. Um, so I can only play it in small bursts. So don't, it's, it's a beautiful game. It's absolutely gorgeous. The colors are stunning. The story is, the story is great. Um, don't let, you know, my reports about motion sickness stop you from buying or playing the game because other people who are playing the game and have played the game that I've talked to have not experienced the same thing. This is just me and my weird inner ear probably doesn't help that I've also got like head congestion going on. Um, but yeah, you. other people are not reporting that issue. So don't worry about it too much. Um, and the other game that I just started actually today is, um, called the sexy brutal, um, which is another point and click. It's not really point and click. They bill it as a point and click style adventure game, but it's not. It is more of a game um, where you have to deal with um, you have to deal with uh, a murder that has taken place, and you get mm. to turn you get to turn back time um, because you have a pocket watch that you've discovered. You get to turn back time, and you have to prevent people's murders in order to kind of make your way through the narrative. So it's like life is strange, but you actually do something important with your powers. Right. It's like life is strange. <laughs> it's, it's like, okay, so you take life is strange and you merge it with, uh, the adventures of PB Winterbottom. Remember, cause you could turn back the actual little clock in that black and white yeah. platformer. Um, and then you throw in a little, uh, a noir style, murder um but it's really the it's it's beautifully eerie right because everybody is wearing these masks because it's like a a mask uh it's like a masquerade weekend the sexy brutal is actually the name of a casino um and the casino owner is the person who's been murdered when the game starts so you have to start by preventing his murder um and then uh but you have been Im- imbued with some kind of special power by some chick in a, w- in a red dress uh, <laughs> who touches your mask and makes you invisible for mm. uh, who makes you invisible to everybody else. And then she like dissolves into a pile of into a puddle of blood. <laughs> there's something weird going on Gross. and like I said it is eerie as fuck but it is a beautiful game and it's actually pretty fun to play um, I've been playing I've probably got about an hour or so into the gameplay yet and I'm kind of stuck um, and I know if I look it up I can find the find the solution to what I'm trying to do um, but at the same time I kind of just want to play it and see what happens so that's about what I'm playing <laughs> So we'll jump into fun stuff from there. What you reading? 
Ooh, Alicia, ooh, you reading anything good, darling? Well, I've been reading a lot of stuff this semester because I have like 8,000 classes. But um, <laughs> there was one book that I read recently that I wanted to talk about a little bit on the podcast. Because it's such a weird kind of book, but it's a really good book. It's uh, Cynthia Haynes' The Homesick Phone Book. Oh, yeah. Um, so everyone in class was like, I can't read this book. It's, it's too much. Um, but... It's, uh, I don't know, I keep going back through it and I keep coming back to it and rereading some sections. And she makes a lot of good points. Some things that are really unique to, like, what we do, right? Like, uh, you know, maybe we should stop teaching reason is the end-all be-all in first-year writing classes because it's not like you can begin or end an argument. Good point. Um, but near the end, she starts to talk about games. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is where I think it gets really fascinating for us. Um, she talks about specifically a need for more rhetorical engagement in game studies. So, of course, I like that because that's the wheelhouse. But um, she's talking about it because of the role that games have in, in the way we think about war, conflict, whatever. And uh, there's so many different things we can apply that to. It's just a really good read. Hmm. That sounds really interesting. I've seen I've seen the book because um, it just came out. So I saw when she posted it on Facebook the cover of it, and I was like, "Oh, that looks good." Um, I like the I like I will judge a book by the cover. If it's got a shitty cover, I'll be like, "I don't want to read that." Um, but I'm really interested in her in her take on on games in that book. Yeah, it's um, it's there's not a whole lot of it. Um, she saves it mostly for the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but what she does have in there is really interesting. Cool. I want to read the whole book anyway, but maybe I'll just start at the end. Because <laughs> I'm a heathen. <laughs> I think that's acceptable. <laughs> what about you, Lee? You been reading anything interesting? Uh, mostly stuff for school, honestly. It's that time of the semester. You've got to do the reading, got to yes. get the papers done. I've been doing uh, mm-hmm. some reading and rereading of uh, various Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition manuals because I'm getting ready to run a game online with my friends, which means it's not so much I'm reading it all the way through, it's that my players will ask me questions like, how many spells is a cleric supposed to have at this level? And I get to go look it up because I'm impatient and while I could tell them, go read the damn thing yourself, I'm also curious now because it's not the same as what I'm used to because I learned on a different system and a different edition. So I go, I look it up, and we sort of try to figure out together how 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 is this actually going to work in the game and especially cuz we're playing completely digitally via like written conversation so that changes the way that everything works but it is still an interesting read and there's a lot of stuff that they're doing with 5th edition that I like because it's very role play focused as opposed to mechanics focused and I think that mm-hmm. actually translates well into a digital environment but I have a lot of thoughts about that <laughs> cool well I can jump in and say oh, I am reading for like the 437th time probably in the last couple of years uh Ta-Nehisi Coates uh book Between the World and Me um and while I'm not teaching 97 classes I mean while I'm not taking 97 classes I feel like I'm teaching 97 classes and I'm actually teaching that book um in my minority rhetorics seminar um and Something that I started doing a couple of years ago uh, is like I'll read a book several times before I decide to teach it, uh, before I'm comfortable enough teaching it. But then what I started doing um, is uh, listening to the audio book when it's when we're actually talking about it in class. 
uh, because it gives me kind of a different perspective on it, especially if it's a if the audiobook's been uh, being read by the author, because you can see where they stress things as opposed to where you would stress them when you're reading them. Um, mm. And yep. f- yeah, so yeah, it's it's really interesting to do it that way. Um, so I, I started go ahead and like go ahead and splurging and, and buying the the audiobook version of books that I'm teaching in class whenever they're available. Uh, just to see. And like I said, Colts' book has always been really interesting to me because kind of demographically we line up um, in many ways because we're both we're both of a specific age, right? We're both in our mid to late-ish 40s. Um, and uh, we both went to HBCUs in the 80s. So we had really similar experiences in terms of um, in terms of kind of our upbringing as well, um, and like who our parents were and, and and the ways that we were raised to think about race and civil rights in the United States. So it's really interesting to me to see how other people um, talk about it, right, and how we were um, brought into the movement, uh, and to see Colts talking to his seventeen year old son right in this book is really powerful and moving to me as well, because it makes me think about the ways that I frame the same kinds of things in a different way for my eight year old daughter, who is not in the same kind of jeopardy that Coates' son is one, because she's eight, not 17 two because she's white and not black. Right. But to have to reframe that for her so that she gets an understanding in terms of thinking about yeah. what it means for us as a family and me as a black person living in the United States. Um, so, yeah, Coates' book is a is a really powerful one for me. So, um, yeah, that's what I've been reading. And, that, and like I said, I've, I, I don't know how many times I can't even count the number. I've lost count of the number of times I've read this book uh, since it came out. And it, it is still, it's still just like rocks my fucking world every time I read it. So if you haven't read it yet, that's something you definitely need to read. If you don't have time to read it, go ahead and pick up the audiobook version of it and listen to it because it's actually read by Coates. But that's what I'm reading Which? slash listening to. <laughs> so awesome. fo- I'm sorry. What'd you say? I said awesome. So here's the fun part. What you drinking? <laughs> best part always the best <clears throat> part I uh I have a three Floyd's gumball head it's the second to last one of this six pack and I'm very sad <laughs> because it's in my top ten favorite beers of all time mm. and wow. I've been trying to savor top ten really that's that's pretty impressive yeah I really I really like the gumball head I do. It's just got a, it's a, I'm going to sound like such a beer snob. It has a really complex flavor <laughs> that goes through like layers as you drink it. You know, there's a, there's a first taste and the second taste, you know, it's, it's good. It's an experience. It's a beer experience. Is it even good with a mouthful of cough drops? Uh, it's less good with a mouthful of cough drop. Um, Most things are. So I'm trying to eat this cough drop very quickly. <laughs> and um, also, if you'd like, you can kiss my whole ass. Oh, snap. 
whole ass. <laughs> you know, I had to. I had to say something. It was required. It was required. It was not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about you, Lee, darling? What you drinking? Well, since I'm in Wisconsin, land of cheese of and cows, uh, I've been enjoying what's been on tap pretty much everywhere that I've been, including mm-hmm. the hotel I'm staying at, which is Spotted Cow Cream Ale. Yes. It is good. You know, it I is have a some very Spotted drinkable. Cow still downstairs. I love Spotted Cow. Mm. It is spotted real good. good. It's good. It goes great with cheese curds. Mm-hmm. So remind me to send you a text about what new glares you should bring me back on your way home. <laughs> That's a good plan. I'm leaving tomorrow at noon, so hit me I'm up. I'm just saying. <laughs> Can you bring everyone beer? Just bring Sam a bunch of beer, and I'll take it from Sam. She's not looking. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Hi, Sam. Hi. <laughs> All right. So I am drinking something different tonight. I am drinking an Ace Perry hard cider. Mm. So while I usually do the Ace pineapple cider, if I do an Ace beer, I'm doing the pear this week. It's it's interesting because it's the the pear flavor is not very strong. Mm-hmm. Had to take a sip of it, so that <laughs> it is very juicy. A little bit tart, but not dry. Um, so, uh, but it's it's really good. Mm. It it tastes a lot like uh, I have to look back and see. Um, I have to go check and and like do my, my investigation. It tastes a lot like the pineapple cider, except it's not as pineapple-y. Um, so I suspect it is, because I believe these are both, I want to say they're both back-sweetened with juice. Um, and I think they're probably back-sweetened with apple juice. And that's yeah. probably why the flavor is so, the flavor is so similar between the two. Um, which is a little disappointing because I was expecting more of a pear flavor than I was a, a flavor that was so similar to the pineapple. Um, so this is probably not one I would buy again. I do like their pineapple cider again. Excuse me. Um, it, though, um, and it's not my favorite pineapple cider, but it's the one that we can get most readily. Yeah. So I will continue to drink it until, you know, I like somebody locally starts carrying the, the Michigan cider cider boys. Um, and then I may die um, in a pool of pineapple cider. We both will. We will be there together because that stuff is so good. Yeah, the the Cider Boys pineapple cider is amazing. Um, but yeah, I think, like I said, I think this is too back, uh, back sweetened with uh, apple juice. So it tastes a lot like the other one. Um, it's good, but it's, you know, not my favorite. Yeah, the uh, the Ace ones are a little apple-y, but, yeah. you know, pineapple blends really well with apple, so it works out. But now I've got my eyes closed, and I'm transported <laughs> to the Cider Boys. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> that cold bottle. You're having a moment <laughs> first. Crisp taste. A little, mm-hmm. little tart and then sweet. Do you need a private moment? Should we give you a second? So cold. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I really like beer and cider. And beer and cider. Cider and beer. Cider and beer, beer and cider. I just really like booze. 
Yeah, I think that there's I think that there's <laughs> enough difference in the play, the flavor profiles of the apple and the pineapple to make it work in the pineapple cider. But the apple kind of overwhelms the pear. Yeah, you uh, gotta be careful with the ratio there. Yep. So there's a there's a there's a lingering pear uh taste after you after you're finished drinking it, it kind of lingers in your mouth. But it's not enough that you, you know, would be happy with it. So you can, if you want to, when you come by my house, you can try a pear cider, but I, I wouldn't recommend buying a whole six pack. Wow. All right. Good to know. Yeah. I will say, though, that lately I have been drinking, because you know I have a fondness for uh, grapefruit vodka. Mm-hmm. Um, lately I have been drinking uh, Cran Pineapple Blends to continue the pineapple theme with my grapefruit vodka. And that is an excellent combination. Highly recommended. Ooh, sounds, sounds good. interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I picked up some uh, uh, tonic water because I love vodka and tonics, and I've really been kind of craving a vodka and tonic. Uh, so I picked up some tonic water when I was at the at the grocery store today. Um, so I may have a grapefruit vodka and tonic later. That sounds tasty. Or maybe I'll just start drinking bourbon. <laughs> it's a good life choice. Absolutely the best yeah, life choice. You should, you should probably be careful with that bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the in the podcast that wasn't, because this is our second time recording podcast 149, in the podcast that wasn't, I drank half a fifth of bourbon while we were podcasting completely by mistake. I drank half a fifth of bourbon. And then we wonder why the podcast didn't work. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you yeah. Um, <laughs> that was was not my fault. That podcast was cursed from the very beginning. Seriously, it was cursed cast. <laughs> it was. We're gonna have to have that guest back though at some point. Absolutely, yes, so everyone can experience the podcast that wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yes, it'll be wonderful. Um, but yeah, I accidentally drank a fifth of uh, a fifth of bourbon. Um, and I was like, "Ooh, I'm glad I don't have to edit tonight because that would be really awesome. That would be really awesome. <laughs> it would have been something. It would have been. All right. So that takes us through what you're playing, what you're reading, what you're drinking. So now we can get into our topic of the week. <laughs> well, we've just, we are going to talk this week about... Um, Streaming, um, for a number of reasons, um, we've had streamer, uh, we've had streamers on before, uh, and we'll have streamers on again. And I love to talk to folks about why they stream, um, because uh, I know that I, I like watching streamers, but I don't stream as much as I would like to think that, you know, one day I would. Um, and I, and I know why, and maybe we'll talk about that a little bit in a bit. Um, but so tonight what we want to do is to talk about streamers, talk about streamers, talk about watching streamers, talking about being streamers, um, and talk about streamers that have been around doing their thing and saying some shit (laughs) (laughs) as of late. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'll, I'll, I'll jump in by saying this. I like watching streamers a lot. Um, especially if I know who they are and kind of know them, I guess I use scare quotes here personally, right? 
and talk to them like regularly on social media or know them face to face um, or feel like I can have any kind of real conversation with them um, in their stream chat Um, because I like watching other people play games. I like watching people play games. I like figuring out why people do what they do when they play games. I like listening to what people think when they're playing games. That's a huge part of gaming for me. Um, and probably a huge part of the reason that I study games. I mean, it, yeah, it's really important to uh, to our research, right? To think about the ways that people come into games and how they experience them. Absolutely. So I look for the same thing in, in streamers, right? Um, but then at the same time, I don't stream as much as I would. Because sometimes I'll sit down and I'll be like, oh, I know I'm going to play this game and I know I'm going to play it for at least a couple of hours. Um, and I play games like the same time, basically, uh, every day. So there's no reason I couldn't set up like a schedule to stream. Um, but in the same way that I like to think about what other people are doing, I also tend to think about what I'm doing when I'm straight, when I'm playing a game. So I, I just have in my head that I'm the most boring streamer to watch because I have to force myself to talk. I have to force myself to articulate what I'm thinking. Let me put it that way. Because I have all kinds of ideas going through my head when I'm playing. Um, but I, but they never kind of come out of my mouth. <laughs> you know, isn't, isn't that weird? Because um, one of the things I do, I, and I don't stream very often, but I do enjoy streaming. Um, and I don't have any trouble talking about that stuff. Which is weird because I don't watch other streamers, really. <laughs> I don't really like watching streamers. Uh, I'll watch, you know, my friends when they're streaming, but I get bored really quickly because I'd rather just play the game myself, but it's not hard for me to talk or sing (laughs) or just vocalize in some way about what's happening Mm -hmm. in the game. Um, but I only like it when you have a good group of people watching and who can interact with you and, and be, you know, somewhat positive. I don't mind people being like, you're really shitty at this. That's fine. I do mind. You're really shitty at, at this because you have a vagina or titties or you should show us your titties or <laughs> I hate women or adults don't play games or, you know, whatever bullshit is happening. <laughs> but, I mean, I do. I, I, I like it when I do it. I just can't bring myself to do it regularly. Yeah. It's a lot of time. It takes it a is. lot of time. Well, I mean, but think about it. How much time do we actually spend playing games? And it's really variable for me. But yeah, it may be variable, but when you are playing games for research, how often, how much time do you spend playing games? A lot. A A lot. lot. Right? I mean, I know that, you know, I I do. I spend a lot of time playing games. Um, Probably way more than I would want to admit to. Because, you know, it's still a dirty little secret that we play games for research. (laughs) So, Right. Um, so it, it still feels like something we have to hide and or justify. And that might be part of it too, right? Is that it's very visible when you're talking about streaming, right? People know exactly what it is you're doing and when you're doing it and how long you're doing it for, right? I, I made that admission earlier about like losing like six, seven hours at a time <laughs> playing Legend of Zelda, um, and I would, I would like to say I'm playing Zelda right now for research purposes. But you know what? I'm not. 
I'm playing Zelda right now because it's a damn good game and I'm really enjoying it. Right? And it, and not <laughs> I'm enjoying it so much that I'm not playing the games I'm supposed to be playing for research. True. I cannot imagine that I will ever write anything about Hearthstone. I've managed to write a few things about Mass Effect Andromeda, but once they resolve the things that bug me, it's like, no, I'm probably still going to keep playing. <laughs> I'll be real. <laughs> I know Mass Effect. I've, I I put so much time. I don't know. I'm I don't know how I feel about Andromeda. I have put so much time into Mass Effect One, Two, and Three, and I really wanted to feel the same way about Andromeda, but I haven't yet. Yeah, it's there are portions of it that sort of scratch that itch for me that you know really made me love the original Mass Effect trilogy, and I think that's one of the reasons that I keep playing is because it really brings a lot of those memories back to me, and they're good nostalgia memories. But mm-hmm. there's other things, and half the time I'm sitting there going, "This really makes me want to replay the original Mass Effect trilogy," as opposed yeah. to continuing to play Andromeda. Yeah, uh, that that is the feeling that I had. Mm-hmm. That is a feeling that I had about it, too, to be perfectly honest, because I was like, oh, I wonder if they're going to do a digital remaster of all the first the, of the first three games, because mm-hmm. I really like to play that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'd buy that in a hot second. Oh, yeah. And sit back and play it and then not even think about it twice. I'm such um, an outlier on this podcast because <laughs> I do not love the Mass Effect games. There's, that's because there's something. There's something. <laughs> I think love is it's it's a complex thing. It's like, love is too strong a word. Hate is enjoyed, obviously not a word. I enjoyed the first one. I enjoyed the first one. Um, I played it th- really rigorously once, and then I started playing it again, and I was trying to do a different attitude, right? Like, I was, pre- I ended up being pretty uh, pretty virtuous the first time through, pretty paragon. And um, I tried to play through again as, like, a bad guy, and I just couldn't do it. Like, it was too, I don't know, it just felt so forced. Like, I'm just going to be an asshole just to be an asshole. I'm like, I'm an asshole already, but, like, there's a reason, you know. I have, like, motivations. Um, So, I don't know, I lost interest on that second playthrough. And then I started both the second and the third, and I never finished either of them. I just didn't feel like my actions had that much impact. And I'm really into that. I want impact. And I get real salty if I don't see it. Really? I mean, there there are so many... Um, there's so many games that don't. Oh, I know. I'm and... salty about those two. <laughs> but but you get to be like a starship captain. It's pretty sweet. I mean, yeah. you always get to be, it, pick any game. You get to be like the hero of time or the chosen one. I mean, games are the physical manifestations of the hero's journey. But not on a starship. No, <laughs> and you don't, and you don't get to be a lesbian. See, and that's the thing, uh, playing okay. as a female captain, as a female shepherd, um, in one, two, and three. I have to say that the romance options were a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I played through as a femship every single time I play through, just because the story to me is femship way more better. compelling. It's more compelling if Shepherd is a woman than just femship some random white dude. Everybody, she was not joking. <laughs> mm-hmm. My first Femshub looked like Grace Jones, and I did feel super badass. <laughs> like, I was like, this is the best game ever. I'm kicking ass across the universe. It's Grace Jones. Look at me. <laughs> I mean, you don't get to, that's true. You don't get to do that very often. No. See? 
And Andromeda is just like, no. Um, and that's and that's the thing, it's like and like play like playing Andromeda, it was like as I was playing through because I'm playing as um a female writer. Um and you know, it's like you start playing a game and you're like, Well, I'm gonna go over there and flirt with so and so and then it's like you get shot down and it was like, Wait a minute, wait, do you know who I am? <laughs> it's like do, do you know who I am? You right? don't want this? Well, what? What? What is wrong with you? <laughs> this game is broken. <laughs> so, I mean, that is not the only reason I play this game, of course. I mean, but Bioware dating sim is high on the list of reasons that I will play a Mass Effect game. That's straight up. I'll be and real. I will, see, I will be real also, and for me, that's not usually a huge draw in games. I'm gonna I'm gonna confess that uh, I will often only pursue like a marriage aspect in a game if I'm gonna get something out of it. Like in Stardew Valley, they'll, they'll make you breakfast and shit, and like help on your farm, and so it was worth it. <laughs> you know, if it's like you get some cutscenes and then you got to deal with some relationship drama, like uh, I could do that at home. I could come up and stir up some shit. My husband would be like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> You know, so I'm not, I'm not that into it. Um, and, you know, because, all right, th- I'm not telling anybody anything new. Y'all know me. Listeners know me. I get really cranky about video game writing. No, no, no. Really? Yeah, you know, shut up. <laughs> and I think the Mass Effect games are pretty good in that respect, but it's still, like, video game writing good. So it's not, like, actual good. It's, like, low bar good. Mm. So what I usually won't. I won't pursue extra story just for the sake the sake of story. And one of the things I've noticed about the Mass Effect Andromeda writing, especially compared to the original trilogy writing, is that a lot of the actual plot dialogue feels a little bit ham-fisted and cheesy, mm. especially the romance dialogue. The banter between crewmates that you get in Bioware games, that's still spot on. So mm-hmm. I'm less likely to pursue the plot in that case, but I'm just like, I'll just bring different combinations of squad members along to see them, you know, say shady shit at me and remind me that I can't fucking drive. I've had more shade thrown at me by these squad mates than in any other game because I can't fucking drive that fucking car. Yeah. Yeah. See, and that's that's the thing about me and and cars and games is that and it, again, when we talk about why we why we play certain games and why we don't stream certain games, okay, everybody knows this. I am officially the world's worst video game driver you're pretty bad i'm horrible <laughs> i'm horrible pretty bad does not even begin to why describe can't drive? it huh why, why why is it y'all cannot drive why i don't know i don't know i don't know i could I drive like a car say that, real that like my 1000 hours in state of decay probably made me a better video game driver because you drive a lot um but to I mean, me, look, that's never been a huge problem, but navigating a map sometimes, like in the GTA games, and like mm-hmm. figuring out where I got to go while I got like 40 police cars chasing me, <laughs> that can be a problem. Well, I feel like that would See, distract I have to anyone. Look constantly. <laughs> I have to look constantly because, yeah, my sense of direction with maps is not the greatest, but if I, can, if I can look at it and visualize it, I'm fine. But look, I play games that ask me to drive all the time Grand Theft Auto, Mafia 3, State of Decay. Hell, I play. I've played more Mario Kart than I care to admit with my kid. I'm constantly playing driving games, 
but my driving doesn't get oh la noir right i'm just thinking of like all the drunk cars games where you actually had to drive and like chase people and <laughs> like and those are the missions that i'm like so I was so glad, God, I was so glad because L.A. Noir had a bunch of those fucking missions where you had to like chase people because you were a cop. And it was like, if you failed it like 57 times, it would finally ask you if you wanted to skip straight through to the end. And I was like, God, yes, please. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because I am never going to catch this motherfucker if you don't. <laughs> um, but I spent a lot of time like, and we were, somebody was laughing at me. I don't remember who it was when we were talking about uh, Mafia 3 and I was like I have run all over that city and they were like why I was like cause it lets me run and I don't have to drive <laughs> I can drive and be like you know what I give up I get out and then run and shit won't be gone when I get there um so I mean and that's a real, one of the reasons I don't stream because I drive so poorly and it's not because I'm embarrassed that I drive poorly because you know what? I don't give a fuck. But I don't feel like dealing with the motherfuckers who want to sit yes. back and tell you, oh, women can't drive or Ugh. that's why women shouldn't play games or because yes. they're, they're not going to chalk up the fact that I'm a shitty video game driver to the fact that I'm just a shitty video game driver or you know what? My hand-eye coordination is not as great as it should be or you know what? It's getting worse because I'm getting older or you know what? I don't see as well as, you know, maybe I think I do. Whatever the fuck the it reason It does not is. help, though, that your television is all the way across the big old room in your house. It, well, <laughs> you mean the one upstairs? Yes, damn. It's not that far away. It's like less than five feet from the couch. <laughs> it feels like it's like in fucking Texas or something. I don't know. But I'm going to get a bigger TV. So that way, I'm going to... And then I ain't going to have no excuse. Do they make TVs bigger than your TV? We're going to find out. We're going to put it in my game room. There are certain games that I won't stream. Like, okay, one thing I don't talk about a lot is I've another game I've put hundreds of hours into is like Crusader Kings. Crusader yeah, Kings yeah. I've played <laughs> so much Crusader Kings 2. I would never stream that game because I don't play it probably the way other people play it. You know, I want some very specific things from that game. I skip loads of time. I don't engage with a lot of things. Um, and I don't want to listen to somebody come in my stream and tell me, you're doing this all wrong. It's because you're a woman. It's because you're playing with your vagina. You know, um... <laughs> Not no, that all women I'm, have I'm vaginas, but go. you I'm specifically gonna, are a woman who is yeah. playing with your vagina. Yeah. I've no, seen I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's bullshit. You know, or, or, yeah. but I play that game so much when I get on a tear with it. I usually can only do it like in the summer because during the school year I would fail all my classes. Um, in the summer I'll spend like three days just doing nothing but playing Crusader Kings. And it would be yeah. awesome to stream that and actually talk to people who were not assholes um, about the weird choices that I make and talk to other people who like to play in alternate ways too. Mm -hmm. But it's it's just not worth the risk. Mm-hmm. Well, do it. That was like um was that in our last episode when we had Jen on? Yeah. Yeah, when we had Jen on for our last episode, it was the way she was talking about Beam, right? And it's mm -hmm. kind of the reason that I've been looking at other streaming platforms to see if perhaps things are not as fucking toxic as they are on Twitch. I mean, because I, I'm really tired of you know, dudes coming in telling me how to play a fucking video game. I'm like, I have literally been playing video games for 40 years. 
I've been playing video games longer than you have fucking been alive. I do not need you to tell me how to play a game, how to solve a puzzle, how to do any of this shit. If you want to sit there and watch, and if I say, hey, anybody know how to do this, tell me, that's fine. That's different, yeah. But don't come in my stream talking about, oh, what you need to do is this. No, see, because I didn't ask your ass what to do. Mm, my favorite example, and then after this, I have a question for Lee. But I talked about this on the uh, the podcast that wasn't. I'm going to bring it up again because it is my favorite example. <laughs> Me sitting there playing State of Decay, right? Rolling in and out of houses, searching for shit, as you do. Um, playing so much of this game that I could probably play it in my actual sleep. Mm-hmm. And somebody rolls up in my stream. They're like, you don't have your flashlight on. Like, <laughs> no, because it's the apocalypse. And I can see... And I would rather not all those zombies over there come and see me while I'm just trying to go through this motherfucker's dresser. (laughs) I'm looking for things. I don't need to see anything else. I'm good. Because seriously, going through a house, looking for shit in State of Decay with your flashlight on is like running around with a fucking disco ball on your head. Pay attention to me. Why would you do that? I don't turn my headlights on. I don't turn my flashlight on. I don't do any of that because I know the layout of all the houses. There's only like six different house layouts. I know them all. (laughs) Cold. Uh, I know all the streets. Cold. If I'm driving in a field at night, I might turn my flashlight on, but I pretty much even know where all the rocks are. Um, I don't know. I didn't see you hit some rocks hard. I have. I have definitely hit some rocks and gone flying. It's purposeful um, hitting with rocks. I knew that rock was there. I just didn't give a shit. <laughs> no, I was just, I was talking. You know, and I wasn't paying uh-huh. attention. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I just hate it when people come in and they want to give you tips that you didn't need and didn't ask for. That's because you're a woman. Yep. Right. Which is what I wanted to ask Lee about. <laughs> yeah. Lee, Lee talked about this a little bit in the podcast and there was yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's it's a uh, fascinating to look at that perspective but I think that one of the things I notice in the rhetoric surrounding the situation is you know women who play video games and female gamers complain and you know rightfully so about this and then all the boys club gets up and says oh it can't possibly be that bad there's not actually that much of a difference and I'm sitting here going actually guys well actually (laughs) yeah the the rare occasions where i will straight up well actually somebody is when i'm going okay now sit down and listen because before i came out when because i've been playing games way longer than before i came out and when i would walk into gaming stores as a woman i would get bombarded with questions i would not be taken seriously i would stream things Mm -hmm. and people would give me shit and now years later even though, I mean, you know, with the way my voice sounds, I still sound relatively feminine because the hormones are still getting there. But uh, even though I, st- I still sound like this, the fact that I'm perceived as male means that I don't get asked those stupid questions. I'm on my stream yeah. and people don't give me shit for dying constantly in Overwatch because I die constantly in Overwatch. Straight up. <laughs> no lie. It's how I do. And if people give me shit, it has nothing to do with gender. It's just because they know me, you know, all three of the people who watch my streams. And so I fucking hate it when people are just like, oh, you're being oversensitive. You're overreacting. There's not actually that much of a differential between men and women playing video games. There is a difference. I know I'm just one dude, but I see it all the time. People take me more seriously because I am a man. And that's bullshit. (laughs) 
It is. Yeah. See, maybe if I, like, I don't know, change my screen name and my uh, avatar, people won't roll in giving me shit. No, they will. They would. <laughs> that, that ain't gonna work. <clears throat> Once they figured it out. And now all it would take is for me to say something, <laughs> say anything. Um, take about 30 seconds for me to start talking about playing with my vagina or something like that. I mean, and you see it too. Like, like playing on, with on... my vagina, but playing games <laughs> with my... You'll see like Reddit threads or, or different places around the internet. It'll pop up every few months. Somebody asking, where can I get a program that'll change my voice? Yes. So that I don't sound female because I'm tired of the bullshit that happens when I'm like playing yep. multiplayer or whatever. Yep. We shouldn't have to have like an extra layer of software so we could fucking play a game. Like I said, there's a difference between um, as happened to me once on a stream, probably the most popular stream I've ever had, when I could not perform a very easy task <laughs> and everybody making fun of me rightfully so, going, man, you suck at this and I'm like, yep, I do. Um, that's fine. Because Trash talk in that way is a part of gaming. And that may be its own level of toxicity. That's a different conversation, right? Mm -hmm. But there's a difference between people good-naturedly giving you shit when you're struggling and you're giving yourself shit and people um, insulting you just for nothing, just rolling in and insulting you on bases of race, gender, sexuality, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's a different level of toxic and it's a huge problem. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and 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 people don't recognize, right? And they're like, "Well, I don't, you know, I don't get it." It's like the 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 levels of kind of racist microaggressions that you suffer as a streamer, uh, even the, the and even the the blatant uh, racism that you suffer as a streamer. All those are those are kind of similar things, right? Because, and I, I think I may have told this story before when. Um, when Watch Dogs first came out, I was watching a friend stream. Um, and so he was streaming and he was talking through it. And um, and I was asking questions because I was playing Mafia 3 at the time. At the time, And I was like, no, I'm not I'm not going to even pretend I'm going to stop playing Mafia 3 right now to play to play Watch Dogs 2. Um, so um, and seriously, I watched him stream for maybe an hour, hour and a half. And. Three, four, five different people came in and went, do you have to play as a black guy? Can you play as anybody else? Can you make your character? And I'm like, really? Do, do we not all know what this fucking game is? Is anybody here, like, confused about what this game is and, and who the main character is? But you're going to pop into a stream where a black dude is playing and ask him if you got to play as a black guy. That's just crazy. Oops, sorry, I take that back. I should not have said that. That was ableist. That shit is ridiculous. It's racist. Let's just call it what it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's some racist shit. But it's the worst kind of racist shit because it's totally fucking normalized. Right? right? And right. if you if you pulled any one of those motherfuckers aside and you said, you're racist, they would be like, not me. No, Why, I have no, a no, black no. friend. <laughs> uh I, I my just black friend to know says if that's I can okay. play with somebody else. Yeah, it's not a race thing. I swear. Yeah. Okay. 
Sure. It's not a race thing. I just want to know if I can be really racist about this. <laughs> I'm not racist, but here, let me say something real fucking racist. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not, not racist, racist but... I just want to know if I have to play as a black guy, <laughs> even though you've had to play as every white dude ever, forever. But that's fine, Sam. Those were just the best characters for the situation. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm not racist, but I clearly think white guys are superior. Like, okay, so I've been real good lately. I've been real good, right? I've been trying to be good, and I've been trying not to fight constantly with people on the internet. Some days I'm better at it than others, right? But so everybody is really excited about the new Uncharted 4 DLC Mm -hmm. um, coming out. It's like, oh, we'll be able to play as the women, right? We'll be able to play. Nadine is back, and we get to play with, oh, what the fuck is her name? Nathan Drake's wife. Um, I don't care. Fuck, I don't remember. <laughs> Straight up, dead ass, don't remember. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah that's pretty much. And, and, and my first question in my head that keeps popping into my head over and over again is... Y'all gonna kill a bunch of brown people? Yeah, well, one, yes. Y'all gonna kill a bunch of brown people. And they were like, <clears throat> you know, I'm like, that. that's not revolutionary. That's not two steps forward when they still killing a bunch of brown people. One... And my second question is, is Nadine still uh, voiced by that white woman? Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell me about diversity because you have two female protagonists when one is a woman of color being voiced by a white woman because she was the best person for the job because they couldn't find a black South African woman to play a black South African character. That's a whole, there are, there's a multitude of levels of fucked up in this in there. And they still killing a bunch of brown people. Okay, and I, I'm gonna say too, like, you know, I don't believe in throwing a bone for the least amount of effort possible. I never have. I went in on fucking Pokemon Go. I'm gonna go in on this. <laughs> <laughs> what is it with Naughty Dog going? We're gonna put in some diversity, you guys, but we're only gonna do it in standalone DLCs. Right. God. Because this is not the first time they've done this. They mm-hmm. did that shit with No, Last it's of not. Us. It's not the first time. It's the least amount of risk they can possibly take to their bottom line. And I understand. They got a market. They got to think about the money and everything. But you know what? People are going to buy their shit regardless. Yeah. So why not just take the risk? I, I don't know why people buy Uncharted. I, I don't know what it, it, it attracts y'all motherfuckers to this game. But I know you're going to get it anyway. Right. That shit could star an actual poop emoji. <laughs> and y'all would buy it. Actual poop emoji, Nathan Drake. <laughs> actual poop emoji. Yeah. Nathan Drake basically is a poop emoji. Nathan Drake, poop emoji. <laughs> That's the name of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> People argue that Nathan Drake's actually not a white dude. What? Who? There's a whole there's a whole contingent. Like, he's descended. From Spanish people, so he's not actually a white. Like, Nathan Drake is the whitest white. Nathan Drake is like transparent. He's well, a wait, ghost. No, Nathan Drake is supposed to be descended from Sir Francis Drake, who is white as hell. <laughs> white as white as hell, dude. Y'all go go jump down this rabbit hole on the internet. Uh, I swear to you, I've been through enough rabbit holes. Shit, Jesus. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. That does not surprise me in the slightest. Nathan Drake's not actually a white man. Nathan Drake is the white, he's the proto-white man. He's the whitest white man out there. He is. 
the quintessential brown haired, scruffy looking motherfucking white dude protagonist. Yep. He is he is meta white. <laughs> there we go. Whitest. So white. Can we can we name the podcast something about this? <laughs> the whitest of the white. <laughs> We I got mean, real off topic, though. No, it's, it's, it's not so really real. because you know what? It's all about representation, it's, it's right? All connected, man. Yes. It's all like part of the same web. <laughs> it is <laughs> okay talk, there when you talk about fucked up in this and representation. It's but it's true, all about yeah. representation, it is. right? It is. I mean, when we're talking about when we're talking about marginalized folks streaming, right? We're talking about queer folks, brown folks, women. Uh, black folks whatever we're talking about making ourselves visible as as a part of the game's community but then what we're all talking about you know all three of us you know coming from a trans perspective coming from a black female queer uh, see I, I hit like all I, I the, check all the, boxes, all the boxes so that's yep. not even fair um <laughs> I check all the boxes, right? Um, and you know, coming from all these different perspectives, where we all have. Well, I don't get a perspective. You do, okay? So you, I said queer. <laughs> um, so I got part of you in there. So queer, right. and, and I said female. So queer, female. Fine. Thank you. Damn. <laughs> Look, she's <laughs> like, I'm not feeling all my oppressions. Um, <laughs> let me list my microaggressions. Let me miss list my problems. Here's my before you follow. <laughs> oh, shit. I just stay oppressed. <laughs> I want my oppression separated <laughs> and privileged over the rest don't of the oppression. Mix me up with them black folks, <laughs> right? Don't lump <laughs> me in with the black oppressions. I need an itemized <laughs> list of my own oppressions. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh God, please cut this part out. <laughs> nope, not gonna happen. <laughs> Welcome it. to hell. Because <laughs> it's but in all seriousness, right? I mean, but the story is the same. Is we're all talking about the fact that when we find ourselves perceived as one of us, as a person coming from one of those marginalized groups, the oppression exists, right? Yep. And we have people popping into our streams when you know what? Well, you really popping into somebody's stream and they are dedicating their time, their energy, and they hard on fucking cash. You need to pop in and say thank you. I'm about to sit here, chill, and talk about talk about some games with you instead of talking about the fact that you can't play because you're a woman or you can't play because you're, you know, whatever. Or, you know, do you have to be playing a game about a black person because you're black? Can I play as somebody white? You know, or, you know, and that's like, that's the thing about me. Mafia 3, I don't know if I would ever stream Mafia 3 because my feels are strong about Mafia 3, but it's from a uh, a social justice and a minority rhetorics perspective. So I would probably school the shit out of a whole bunch of people if I were to stream some Mafia 3. They'd probably be trying to burn my fucking house down <laughs> as I was sitting up in that motherfucking streaming. Uh, now I kind of want you to. Not because I want you to burn your house down. Hang on. Some let me, people let me just want to watch up. the world burn. <laughs> okay, but I think this raises a really good point, right? Because I agree with you. At what point do you cross your threshold, though? Right, and go from I'm spending my hard earned money, my time, whatever, to provide a service to I have a responsibility not to be PewDiePie. <laughs> <laughs> like how many millions of of subscribers does it take 
like how many thousands of subscribers does it take to get to that point? I think everybody has a responsibility not to fucking be PewDiePie. Well, yes. <laughs> I mean, at a baseline level, yes, don't fucking be PewDiePie. It's good um, advice for streamers in general. But I mean, because this is this is this is where they come in and they take our arguments and they try to turn them back against us, usually poorly. But this is it, right? He's just providing an entertainment service. He's just making jokes, man. He's just being funny. It's that shit's not funny. That's not no. right. So when when do we get to critique? Do we get to critique when um, it's not about like personal shit like this, but when it becomes damaging? I mean, it, I think it's the same as with any kind of conversation we get it becomes a problem when it is hate speech and i don't give a fuck if they want to say that shit was funny they want to say you know it was x y or z uh that shit was the shit was anti-semitism that that got him nailed the last time hate speech is never a joke kids they hate speech rape talk uh, uh, all of that shit that is never funny. It's never nope. fucking funny, right? And, and so, okay, I'm, I'm about to I'm about to call some folk out. Uh, and I don't think it's anybody on on this podcast. If it is, you know what you deserve to be called out. It's okay. Um, take a sip, sit the fuck down, listen for a minute. So, <laughs> so last weekend, uh, Louis C.K. did his monologue. He did his his Ooh. whole monologue and his whole kind of uh, his his stand up routine on. On Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Sunday morning, Monday morning, all the liberal white folks was talking about how great it was and how Louis C.K. had went for it on, on Saturday Night Live. And I sat there and I'm saying, you know what, I'm going to hold my peace and let the Lord have his pray because the Lord have his say because you know what, I'm already <laughs> unfriended half the motherfuckers I knew on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm about to unfriend the other half. See, because you know what? So let me tell you something. I understand. I understand in many ways that, you know, people need to have race jokes um, to, the people need to joke. No, they don't need to have race jokes. They need to laugh to keep from crying. But let me tell you something. As a black woman, I don't ever, ever, ever think a white man making watermelon and fried chicken jokes is fucking amusing. Nope. Louis C.K. has problems anyway, and I don't know why people defend him. <sighs> I don't ever think that shit is funny. And I'm like, so y'all really gonna see here <laughs> all over Facebook when you want to talk about how racist everybody else in the fucking world is with your white liberalism and say... This white man making jokes about black people, watermelon, and fried chicken is funny. I don't see the difference. The only thing I'm going to throw in on this conversation is I have several friends who are, I would say, middle, middle tier in the New York comedy scene. Right, kind of became friends with people accidentally, you know, just sort of happened. You become friends with a couple of people, you mean more, you mean more. So I have a pretty solid network there. And I will tell you, I don't think I've ever heard anybody say really anything positive about any male comic. <laughs> Behind the scenes shit, like they're all garbage. So if you're a male comic and you're listening to this, maybe take a step back and take a hard look at yourself. 
<laughs> Look at your life. Look because at your people are probably talking about you. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that shit made me mad. It made me super mad. And I was like, okay, so I'm not going to take on half the internet today. Y'all, because I'm busy. It. You know, that's not a hill that's worth dying on. Yeah, It's not. Well, maybe it is. Because you know what? Some days, some days I wake up and I'm like, you know what? I want to fight with motherfuckers today. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> Who can I call out today? Hmm. You, because that's fucked up. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but you know what? Some days I don't give a fuck. And some days, you know what? I'm tired. We've been fighting this battle for way too fucking long. Some days I'm tired. I got to choose my battles. But you know what? One day, day. they're going to come back with some more Louis C.K. things. And you know what? I'm going to be like, and you know what? On this day, <laughs> in the day of our Lord, 2017, <laughs> you said, in fact, I got a screenshot. Here it is. <laughs> I want to go back explain. to that for a minute. <laughs> There's sometimes where you just, you hit that not today Satan point. <laughs> some days you can let it slide. You still notice it, but you're just like... I, Ain't got ain't got time for this. I haven't got the time. I gotta keep going. But then it's just like, nope, that's my limit. Let's go. And, and see, if that was are... the thing. I'm sorry, yeah. that was the thing. Everybody I saw talking about it, because black. Let me newsflash: black people watch Saturday Night Live too. So everybody I saw talking about it on social media and talking about how great it was was white. So that made me stop, and I was like, "Now nah, I got to watch this shit," because I, I ain't heard one black person say that shit was funny as fuck. I ain't heard none of that, right? It was like it was like everybody had every all the black people had a not today Satan moment all at the same time. We were like, "No, nope. <laughs> I'm out. Nope. <laughs> no, no one I, wants I tap to die on the hill of Louis C.K." And that's what made me watch it, right? Because I was like, I, I know he's prob- he's problematic as fuck. I know it, right? But that's what made me watch it is that all the white people were like, that was the best thing ever. And I was like, and ain't one black person said that shit was funny yet. I need to watch this. <laughs> and that's when I was like, nope, that's why ain't no black people said that shit was funny. Because again, watermelon and fried chicken jokes. So. It's 2017. It one, is. one, the shit is racist. Two, if you got to turn to watermelon and fried chicken jokes to talk about black people in 2017, you ain't got no new material. You need to take a fucking seat. I mean, can't you at least talk about edges and Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> right. Snatching edges, Twitter, right? All this dragon motherfuckers, at least, you know, come on. Watermelon and fried chicken? Your great great day granddaddy was making jokes about watermelon and fried fucking chicken. You need some new jokes. Because that shit is old. We didn't heard all the watermelon fried chicken and purple Kool-Aid jokes. At least I have. Purple Kool-Aid is good though. <laughs> I hate Kool-Aid. <laughs> it's just sugar Look, Sometimes water. you need a liquid pitcher of cancer, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I drink Diet Coke. <laughs> right, see? But I, I get real basic. I get real basic. I go basic white girl on your ass and start drinking flavored seltzer. That's that's my jam right here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let go and let God on that one. I ain't gonna make fun of you today. Um, <laughs> but I I think that you make a, a good point that I don't I don't want to see go by the wayside in this podcast. That if you are 
marginalized in America in some way. Your body is othered. Mm-hmm. Different levels. I mean, this is a matrix. It doesn't have to be the oppression Olympics. Some people get it more than others. But no matter what, that shit, in some ways, is constant. Mm-hmm. And you can't fight every time. It's, it's too fucking hard. You do have to pick your battles. And, and I'm... Hang on. I'm so tired of these little white boy motherfuckers being like, you're not this mad about women in, in the Middle East who have to... I'm like, you know what? I know women in the Middle East. And some of them feel perfectly happy with their lot in life in terms of what you think I should be fighting against. It's not my place to go in there right. and be like, take off your headscarves. It's not my place. Mm-hmm. That's not my fight. Yep. So I don't care if you think that that's worse for me to be like, oh, arranged marriages are so terrible. Some people like it. It's not my fight. It's not my culture. I have to concentrate on what's in front of me and what's around me and the ways that it interconnects to create a system. Yep. Don't tell me what I need to fight. Have a seat. Right. I mean, shit. Like I said, well, like I said earlier, when we come to when we come to when we come to all those nice little categories, I check a whole bunch of fucking boxes. But even I, with all my little box checkings, will say, you know what? That's not my lane. This is so and so's lane. This is Lee's lane. This is Alicia's lane. I'm going to step back and take a position of support and say, let me help you in whatever way I can. But it's not my lane. And, you know, folks want to say, yes, you get upset about everything. No, motherfucker, if I got got upset about everything, I would be in your face screaming 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I'd be screaming at your ass in your sleep. If we were upset about everything, we would have burned all the shit down. (laughs) We would have burned shit down and then we would have fucking died because it's just exhausting. No one can subsist like that. No. No. This shit is wearying. (laughs) Wearying. Accurate. Wearying? I said I did not say wearying. You did. I said Uh, wearying. You said what you said. You know what? That science infection got your fucking ears plugged. <laughs> that could well be. <laughs> I heard what I heard. You always hear something. So I mean, so here's the thing, right? I mean, and this is this is part of the reason as as we started to move into like this next wave of podcasts, I was like, I want to bring some streamers on. I want to bring, you know, some folks who do YouTube stuff on. Uh, because I think representation is super important, right? Mm-hmm. Visibility. Yes. Visib- exactly. Representation, visibility is super important. And that is the shit that makes me feel guilty, right? Because I'm like, I need to be streaming more, right? Because you know what? Really, we don't have a whole bunch of 47-year-old black, um, genderqueer, lesbian, uh, middle-aged women with families and I mean when you you know that are that are disabled late in life that are you know have all these check boxes who can talk about shit from different perspectives we don't have folks like that streaming right not that you have to check all those boxes 
But I mean, we don't have a lot of 47 year old black women, period, streaming and talking about games. Right. Because I mean, and and that is why, I mean, we have some, we have some older black women who are streaming and talking about games, right? Tiny DePass streams and talks about games. She's not as old as I am, but she is older than most most streamers because, you know, most of them are 19 year old white boys. Right. But when I like, like when I was talking about Mafia 3, I come at Mafia 3 from a completely different perspective than most folks. Right. Not only am I coming at it from a perspective as a 47 year old black woman who's who has more immediate knowledge of. Um, life in the in the seventies, not in the sixties. I was born in the sixties, but you know what? I was a little too young to remember anything. But I heard stories firsthand because my mother was active in the sixties, right? But it's also, you know what? Guess what? I got a PhD in minority rhetorics. <laughs> I can talk about that shit in ways that ninety nine point nine percent of the people around us who have played the game cannot talk about it. I mean, and yes. I write about it. I write about it on the blog. I publish about it. But how many people actually, you know, read that? Right? Yes, our blog is a good, but gets a fair bit of traffic. Right? But journal articles, really, how many people are going to read yeah. my journal article about Mafia 3? Not even most academics because they're going to dismiss it as non-academic. Yep. It's... Uh... So, you know, it's like, what are we, and you asked the question earlier, Alicia, about obligation, right? What are we obligated to do? You know, should we make ourselves more visible? Should we, you know, boost people who are doing the work to make themselves visible? I mean, we, we do a little bit in terms of our streaming that we do for our uh, Gaming for Good marathons. We stream then, right? But, you know. For those of us who don't stream between, I try to stream between. I try real hard. And I do a pretty good job every now and then. That's all you and it's usually because my kids like, I wanna stream. No, you don't. You just want to sit there and play video games and say you stream. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, every three months is not enough. So I mean, so I want I wanna tell myself. In the in the grand scheme of things, with all the other shit I'm doing, I'm gonna make a commitment to streaming. Okay, I'm about to say this shit, and I'm gonna need y'all to keep me honest. Are y'all ready? I want you to write this shit down. All I'm right, gonna make okay. a commitment to stream once a week. Okay. Okay. Hell yeah. I'm gonna make a commitment to stream once a week. That's a lot. That is a lot. <laughs> it's not okay. Nope, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna make a commitment to stream once a week. Y'all all heard this. Yep, I did. Once a week. Mm-hmm. Starting when? Mm. Well, tomorrow's Sunday. So starting, it depends on if you consider Sunday the first day of the week. If you consider Sunday the first day of the week, starting with this next week. Okay. Cool. Starting April 16th. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna stream once a week. Cause we need more. We need more visibility. We need more representation. We need folks who can who will do the work, right? And it's hard work. And at, at least for me, it won't be the same hard work as it is for other streamers, right? Because I know that that 
my streaming is coming from a different place. Right. And I have mad respect for people who stream three, four or five times a week and and who try to support their streaming through their streams. Right. Because that's that's a whole lot of dedication. Yep. Right. Um, and as Alicia, as Alicia like to say, I got that tenure money. So <laughs> <laughs> I know that, you know, my games and my equipment and, you know, my internet connection and all that other shit are not dependent on views and ad revenue. So I'm going to say I'm a stream and then I, and I won't have to worry about that. I mean, I, I already do what I do. I do what I can to support other streamers. So, hey, it's time for me to do more. Let me put my money where my mouth is and my mouth where my money is. All right. See, that's what it is. I'm going to put my mouth where my money is. Get it done. Fuck yeah. Nah. Then I'm going to start dragging y'all in to make y'all stream with me. With all this free time we have. Which ample free time. Wait till State of Decay 2 comes out. Girl, when State of Decay 2 comes out, I ain't worried about your ass because you stream like 500 hours with State of Decay year (laughs) one came out. I will. I'll be like, let's do this. (laughs) <laughs> it's been three days. I've streamed for more hours than in the days. We'll have to she, go and she, check on you. Check lying. your pulse. Had, you had like a hundred hours in three days playing State of the Cat. Sweet Jesus. Really. It, was, it, was, it, was, it took a little bit, but yeah, I had a hundred <laughs> hours really quick. Yeah, it was like, it was because we got preview copies, what, the week before the game came out? Yep. By the time the game came out, she had over a hundred hours. Shit. Damn. Yep. <laughs> Hot damn. I'm serious about that shit. I believe you. I like a good zombie game. And the, we're gonna have four, we're gonna have four player we're gonna have four player co op. Yeah. As long as I ain't got to drive, I'm in. <laughs> I'll drive. I, I and it. I love a melee weapon. If you driving, I'm bashing all the zombies in the head. Do it. It's pine. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to see who else we could pull in on that. Lee, you're gonna have to get an Xbox One. <laughs> I'm I'm saving up. I don't have a lot of money, but I'm working on it. See the the problem is that we all get paid like nothing. Yeah, that's also part of it. Yep. So we got that tenure money. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Trust me, I know. I feel that shit. I cannot imagine. I can't imagine trying to do trying to do the work, right, of games, right, without having, um, without having a real income. Yeah, yeah. We've written about this before, even about just the cost. Um, and so many so many game sites, you know, they want to hire people to work for free or for really low rates. You know, you had even if they're going to give you free copies of stuff, you still got to have the equipment. Right. You got to have a connection that's good enough. Yep. Think about everything that you need if you want to start streaming. Right. I had to my old house. I had to buy the higher end Internet connection because my Internet connection wasn't good enough. Yeah, I remember that. And shit cost me a hundred dollars a month. And God, how many headsets have you been through? 
<laughs> Lord, what is it? It's like my brain just shoots out like EMPs. <laughs> Headset killing machine. Yeah, I mean, between that and, I mean, at least with this generation of consoles, we've been able to stream directly from consoles. Right. Right? Before, we were, like, scrapping together money for PVRs, right? Mm -hmm. I was like, here's a PVR for you, and y'all gonna have to share one. (laughs) There's one in my office. Somebody go get that one. And I'm on my second Xbox One. Yeah. Which is why I don't have a PS4, because, you know, you gotta rebuy and re- redo and, and rearrange and... Mm-hmm. that shit is hard sucks well this took a turn it, it, how is this more depressing than we were talking about gendered and racial harassment <laughs> <laughs> fuck capitalism I was gonna say we're we're used to thinking about gender and sexuality and all the other ways that and race and the ways we're oppressed. But then we think about money and it's like, well shit. <laughs> it's well, like we ain't even got shit. that. Damn. <sighs> God damn. <laughs> we ain't got nothing. Because are you ready? Are you ready for it? I'm ready. Yes. Everything, Everything is, is awful. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> I can't sing very well today, though, because I have approximately 87 pounds of snot in my face. <laughs> oh! That's a beautiful image. Thank you for that. welcome. I'm here for you. You are a wonderful human being. I know. Hell yeah. I believe in service. <laughs> your service being telling us all about the snot ball in your head. Snot <laughs> up in my face hole. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. So I mean, so that's the thing. It's like like next night, next uh, we're gonna have to start thinking about our next streaming marathon. Yay! And then I'm gonna guilt y'all all into thinking about representation, so nobody will complain when it's time for me to come up with the <laughs> <laughs> like. But remember, representation. Right now, we could donate to my Kleenex fund. <laughs> okay. You need a you need to go to Sam's Club and stock up on the you know the what is it you get like twenty boxes of Kleenex in the Sam's Club pack. So on that note, see because we're talking about streaming and we're talking about the the next game for good marathon. So if you're listening and you stream or you like to stream and you like to do social justice work and you want to help us raise funds for good for a good cause, we are always looking for community members who also stream to join us in our streams and our gaming for good marathons, because we usually run multiple streamers in each time slot so that people have a choice of what they want to watch. Cause once again, we talk about it. It's about entertainment, right? So people can happen up into our streams and be like, Hey, look, you're playing that game. I like that game too. Instead of saying, Hey, stop playing that game with your, with your genitalia. <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> yeah whatever kind of genitalia that may be right that's why I didn't get specific if I had a scrotum I would definitely play with that <laughs> right though yeah. <laughs> well, they gotta be good for something <laughs> <laughs> oh so cold medicine and beer don't mix very well is what you say right <laughs> they mix great those cough drops Fuck you very much. 
So, um, like I said, I, I think we're going to continue to uh, talk to some folks who stream um, and talk to folks who, you know, run their own channels and do and do the work, right, and make themselves seen on the interwebs um, because I think it's important to. Um, and I think it's also important um, that we take every opportunity we can to help boost these folks because they're putting in work. And you know what? Many people aren't. So if you know somebody who would be interesting, send us a name. For sure. Please do. No promises, but send us a name. We'll see. Yeah. Absolutely. We will we will we will check them out. We might talk to them. We might pull them in to do work with us. <laughs> Here's more work for you to do. <clears throat> But in all seriousness, yeah, send us names. <clears throat> if you, if it is you, send us your name. We'll take that too. Yeah, you can totally self-nominate for this. Yeah, that's <laughs> legit. <laughs> all right, all right. So on that I note, we've done all the damage we can do. <laughs> we have destroyed everything. Yeah, well, you know that happens. <laughs> so on that note, that is going to bring us to the end of episode 149. And as I was reminded last time in the episode that wasn't, um, you can, all the places you can find us, right? If you, you've already found us, if you're listening to this, but you can (laughs) find us on Stitcher, on iTunes, uh, on Google play and on blog talk radio. Um, so you can follow us on any of those places as well as just streaming us from the site. Uh, Cause those are all great things. And you know what? It's always fun to have us come directly to our, to your phone uh, when the new episode drops and not have to count on social media uh, to tell you when a new episode drops. And you can always follow us on Facebook and on Twitter at, at NYM gamer, right? <clears throat> all right. So until next time, when we have episode 150 and we've got another great guest lined up for episode 150, um, we would like to say, stay cool because it was 80 something. It was like 83 degrees here today. Ridiculous. (laughs) Stay cool. Stay dry because it was also raining this week. (laughs) And as always, my friends, game on. Thank you.